This is the Mixed Bag of Nerds podcast where we talk and share our opinions about anime, gaming, and nerd <laughs> pop culture. <laughs> anyway, today we're going to be talking about urban legends, 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 legends. So let me introduce some of our urban legends. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I ain't no legend. <laughs> uh, Bill? Yo. Uh, urban urban legend says he's my arch enemy, Chris. What's uh, oh, oh yeah, hi. <laughs> I had a joke ready and I, and I effed it up. <laughs> and then urban urban legend says that his real uh, name is not local boy. Local boy. <laughs> don't believe that urban legend. <laughs> okay. Okay, how much I would like to make a very cool interesting question or stuff. Let's just get straight to the to the brass tacks who's gonna go first <laughs> i mean crystal what's your idea you should probably go first yeah i'm gonna go first with this <laughs> my urban legend i like to talk about right now is something that i wouldn't say popped up recently like around eh, i guess it, i guess it, i guess it, you would count it be i think it would be old right about now eight foot tall lady Ooh. no yeah i think if i remember correctly that urban legend popped up on like one of these forums around 20 uh, uh 2008 i believe yeah so it's, yeah it's it's not it's a really old one but not really that old and it's one of more japan's like uh, to my knowledge more recent ones she is the yeah. what is that she's the one that's supposed to kidnap kids on the uh those playing around about in the playgrounds right yeah, not, 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 yeah, yeah. Like some of the stories usually have them in a rural town, like a really old part of town in Japan, like like the super countryside. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's mostly it's mostly I have heard stories that it usually consists of, uh, both a a tall beautiful lady and like a tall old hag, and mostly story most of the stories revolve around the kid visiting their grandparents, only to like you know play around in the fields. And to encounter her, and the most notable feature is obviously her eight foot tall appearance, her white gown, and her tall sun sun dry hat or whatever you call it. But her most notable feature is her masculine voice. <laughs> as one of, as yeah, as one of her as one of her trademark stuff besides her height. Um, yes, yeah, like yeah, like what you said, Bill. She mostly goes after kids uh, since uh, the whole prospect of what I've heard is. Uh, that kids usually still rely on adults for help and all that stuff. And mm. supposedly posing as one can help ease their comfort, especially if, if it's like a kid that relies on their parents, mostly their mom most of the time, based on the stories I've heard. Uh, the, 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 the like unappreciative like for the kid at first and then finally finding someone to embrace with. Mm. Maybe. Most of the stories have them as her become has her projected as just purely a like demonic kidnapper a kidnapper nothing 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 the whole caring part but yeah it had, the story usually ends up having the kid explain that there's an urban legend or not really urban legend like like disappearance of kids in that part of town for like god knows how long and yeah, the whole story about almost all the stories I heard about this has the kid be secluded in a room overnight only for them to, and depending on the story you're listening to, they can't return to that area or they can't return to Japan entirely. <laughs> oh, God. Because supposedly once the, 
yeah, once she marks you as her target, she'll pursue you no matter what. So you either you have to leave that area or leave Japan entirely. <laughs> right, like the story goes as if say you left, like if the kid left Japan and then mm-hmm. decides to return. Yeah. Uh, the the eighth lady will notice you, and yeah. and for everyone else who's with you at the time of, will only notice the strange strange silhouette appearing like say if they were in a van and yeah all they see is these uh huge hands appearing right on top to the screen yeah right on top the window and all they hear is just a is all from from what the now adult kid hearing the eiffel lady like i finally get to see you again but to everyone else pull 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 <laughs> and like like what the frick wait are you wait are you are you, are you Wait, are you referring? Are you referring to that smutty doji? <laughs> what? It's it's still a pretty. De- it's a pretty. I have to admit, that was a pretty trippy story. <laughs> but yeah, 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 it, it is. But, but anyways, back to topic though. Yeah, in most stories I've read, uh, only the target can actually see her, let alone let alone see what she's doing. Yeah. But yeah, in in the last, yeah, in. And some of the stories I read, the the parents who were taking him, the child away from there, they did see handprints on the, the window still, and hearing the whole deep pole voice. Yeah, some stories even have it to the point where the kid, who is now an adult, gets a phone call from their grandparents, with the grandma usually being the only one left after the either grandpa passes away from like old age, having the grandma convinced the now adult kid try to come back to visit her one last time because she's dying from cancer right only for the kid to like contradict her like saying like i'm not supposed to be back there anymore and having the grandma says like a pull 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 only for the kid to Mm. well only for now the adult to freak out and relive that whole event (laughs) (laughs) this is kind of yeah we just kind of messed up yeah that's but yeah uh, but yeah, the only reason why I'm talking about this one is uh, obviously I'm pretty sure a lot of people can correlate the eight foot tall lady to Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil Eight. <laughs> yeah, what a segue! What a segue! <laughs> <laughs> so you can buy it now. It's been really <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I can pass it on to anyone else. Push up for it. Want to hear uh-huh. your urbans? I don't know if I even want to add this podcast. I'm like goosebumps. <laughs> oh, here, here's my urban legend, Dan. Uh, it's pretty much uh, what you call. It's more like a historical urban legend because it's kind of old, old, like super old. I don't know how old is Chris's story, but to this one, it's pretty much his, uh, his, his one. He said his one was 2008. 2008. Okay, yeah. this was pretty much <laughs> in the 18th century. Uh, a Muay Thai fighter got caught got captured and was forced to fight in a tournament against the Burmese king. And the agreement is that whoever can beat all of the Burmese king's top fighters gets to be free. So only one, and it was only one Muay Thai fighter that took on all 10. Not not like all one time, but at least consecutively, yeah, nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one one at a time, one at a time. Yeah, one at a time. <laughs> he fought every single fighter and won all 10 fights. And he got, he earned his freedom. Short story said, but that hence the whole Muay Thai Day or to, to commemorate that moment for 
the so and so Muay Thai fighter. What's the name again? It's just wait. So is it is is it is it urban legend because there's no um fat like there's no like historical facts to like back it up. It's more of like word of mouth throughout the years. It's more of a yeah. It's more of word of mouth. More of a, just a, the story of what became of that time in that era. Yeah. That a fighter and we don't know what's his origin, but they know of him name uh, as Naikonotom, which is the fighter's name. Mm-hmm. But he carried, from what I understand, no origin of like did he had like royal blood or was he any, you know what what made him so great? But that he fought yeah. and took on all ten of the top fighters. That's under my uh, Myanmar at the time, or the Burmese king, and this has been commemorating eight, annually each year since then. So interesting. I was, never heard that story before. That's yeah, it's a very interesting one. That that definitely uh, calmed down some things for Chris's one. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> here we go back into where we shouldn't go. Now. Now, now the now I worry about not editing this part of the podcast. <laughs> but if at any part when I edit this podcast, there's 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 like things moving or the editing software is acting up, I'm not posting this. But if you're listening to this right now and you're hearing this, I posted it, and that means it made it, <laughs> and I deleted any file connected to it. <laughs> oh, for Hawaii. It- I guess it's an old, an over legend. It's kind of an old or urban legend. It's about the uh, faceless lady of Hawaii. Which one? She made her first debut in 1959. Is that the it one is, in Honolulu? Yeah, it was a drive-through in Honolulu. Oh, I want to do it. I There aren't so too many accounts of her. Uh, there's one person that I know of had an account with her, but mainly her legend is if you see her. Uh, she is. If she, if you don't, if you see her, she's she's usually in like a bathroom, usually yeah. in the females' bathroom. But if you see her outside of it, it's and you see her and her and she changes her face. You see it. It's usually a bad omen. Either you or someone close to you is going to die. There isn't too much because not a lot of people do talk about it. But she's the she's in a lot of uh, ghost story books. I think she also made a, I think back in the early 2000s, Hawaii was doing a bunch of their uh, like urban stories of Hawaii. Oh, yeah, yeah. She and was then, in there. Yeah. I think there was like one road, I think, in Honolulu that was also in there. But mainly, yeah, for her, if you see her, um, is it's usually in a female's bathroom, so most guys are really famous. Mm-hmm. go into that one or if you see her outside of there and we have another urban legend which is Pele so if you see a young beautiful girl in a white dress or a older lady in a white dress you ask her, ask her if she can tell and if uh, the faceless lady is wearing a white gown the most, most local people will go and ask her if she turns around and she and then she changes her face that means either you or someone close to you is going to die yeah, there hasn't been too much recalling where she reappears in front yeah. of you, but that's pretty much. And like her origin is like so all all over the place because like some people who have encountered her, sorry, encountered or had an encounter with her, uh, said that, that she was wearing a 
like a prom dress. Some said she was wearing different stuff. I mean, there's stories about people saying that, oh, it was a girl who prom night and the drive driving theater was closed and her and her date stopped there and something had happened to where her, you know, soul got uh, there. But yeah, there's like a ton of encounters with a faceless lady that's outside too of that. And some people said that it might be the same one. Some people said it might be a, a different one. But yeah, that one, oh yeah, no. And then, yeah, Pele. And the original faceless lady was like the, a dark haired lady, uh, mm. black hair, personal face. I think the, and I guess right around five feet tall. It's like yeah. a short lady. Most people in Hawaii, I guess. And then she even follows like another urban legend from, uh, I forget uh, which continent or which country, um, but there was one where they have a faceless lady. And if you see her, you're supposed to run because if not, she's going to try to steal your face. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some, some, oh. things, some things we don't mess with. <laughs> Ouija boards and old bathrooms. <laughs> Speaking about urban legends from Hawaii, you guys remember the um, like a TV show called Skip Chicken Skin? Yeah, that was a live action one that did the that did all the the um stories of like the different encounters uh that people had. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. I remember watching that for like one of the classes back in I think it was intermediate, I believe, one day. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> No, 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 <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. If it's something <laughs> scary, don't say it. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> no one. <laughs> well, anyways, we're we're down to our, our, our last uh, few minutes here, so I will wrap up. But uh, if you do hear this podcast, that means. Uh, when I was editing it, I had no pro- <laughs> hey, 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 sh- 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 I had no problems with it. No bad juju was with it. <laughs> but anyways, be sure to check us out on Red Circle and Spotify and Instagram at Mixed Bag of Nerds. And we didn't talk about Cowboy Bebop, but I have a. <laughs> I'm really chicken skin because of all the urban legends. <laughs> Man, at this point, uh, at this point, the Cabo Bebop podcast is going to be an urban niche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, if you don't hear from uh, us, then this is just another urban legend. So, see ya. <laughs> 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 <laughs>